Hope you had a nice Pesach. I know that was already a long time ago. And a good after Pesach. And good to see you now. Okay, so we're going to start um, Zaman Matan Torah Senu from the Nesiva Shalom. And I think that we did this mimer once. I don't remember if it was a year ago or five years ago. But I think we did it. It might sound familiar to somebody. And at the same time, it's always good to reinforce the concept. And it's very important relative to this period of time, Siras HaOmer, and leading up to Matan Torah. And the theme of this uh, semester is going to be very much Matan Torah related from various different perspectives. Zaman Matan Torah Seinu. Nesiva Shalom was the Slonim Rebbe, Rav Shalom Noach Barzavsky. Imros Hashem Amaros Tehoros. This is a quote from Tehillim. The words of Hashem are pure words. Kesef Tsaruf. They are refined, purified silver. Ba'olil la'oretz mezukak shivasayim. Coming to the earth, purified and refined seven times over. Yesh Lomar. It is possible to say, the Marumas Baha'i Kroh al Kabbalah Satara, that this pasuk is a remez, it is a hint to the giving of the Torah. Shabo Shamu Yisrael es Imros Hashem Amoros Taharos, where the Jewish people heard the statements of God, the pure statements. So he wants to say that Imros Hashem Amoros Taharos, the pure words of God, refers to that which Hashem spoke at Har Sinai. The second part of the Pasuk, which is purified seven times over, that refers to us, the Jewish people. Sheva Pa'amim Sheva, that's seven times seven. Shehe Memtes Yimeha which are the 49 days of Sira Saomer. Shabohem Nitzrafu Yisrael Asu Mezukakim, that the Jewish people became fully purified during these seven weeks. Kirak It was only through our becoming purified seven times, seven times, Hashem, that we were able to be Makabel, the statements of Hashem. So these seven weeks that we have mentioned, they have to do with Tikkun Amidos, refinement of character, Midos Tovos trying to rid ourselves or cleanse ourselves of Midas Ra'os. Each week of Sphira corresponds to a particular Mida. So for example, the first week is Chesed, love and kindness. The second week is Gevura, restraint, power. The third week is Tiferes, harmony, beauty. And the fourth week, which we're in now, is Netzach, uh, overcoming obstacles, being victorious. The fifth week is Hod, that's appreciation, thankfulness. The six weeks is the so that means fundamental foundation, but it really means sexuality and kedusha in that area of our life. And the seventh week is malchus, which is kingship, but that means tying everything together and actualizing it. Now that is the sheer in and of itself. I just said it very quickly, but I didn't want to take up too much time with that. But each week of the seven, we're trying to work on one mita. Behine, Inyan Hachona Shakodem Chag Hashavuos Lomatsinu Kidugmaso Bechol Hatora. 
we don't find a similar example in the Torah itself of such an extensive preparation for a Yom Tov. Bishar Yom Tovim with the other Yom Tovim. Hain kol ha-tukufa ha-gadola shal It is this great and lengthy period of time of Sfira Sa'omer. Va'ad shetzorich she-yihiyu tamimos. And this, these weeks have to be complete and whole. The, the Torah says, Sheva Shabbos as tamimos. Shelo yechesar mehem afilu yom echad. So as not to be lacking even one day. And likewise, at the very end of Svira Saomer, you have the three days of Hagbala right before Matan Torah, an extra special level of preparation. Now, a person can, could say, well, we have all of these preparation uh, for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the whole month of Elul, but that's not written in the Torah. That's, of course, a, a great part of Jewish life. But what he's saying here is that this Indian of this Mitzius, as Sfira Saomer, it's in the Torah. So the Torah itself is requiring for us seven weeks of preparation for Kabbalah Satorah. Asher kamo shakol inyone Kabbalah Satorah heim nitzchiyim, gam So just as the Torah itself and the receiving of the Torah is eternal, so too this period of seven weeks of separation is also eternal, and it applies each and every year. This is, of course, because of the very special nature of Shavuos, which is a powerful and awesome day. So he says in the name of the Arizal, Shebechinas chag ha-shavuos hu bedarga gavoa. That shavuos is on a very high level of yom tovim. Yoser misha'ar kol ha-moadim, even more so than the other yom tovim. And that always means in a certain perspective. Every yom tov has something great about it. But there's something about shavuos which is greater. Hu kamosha omar harav ha-kodosh raborach mi Reborchel of Mezbej said the following, he was a grandson of the Baal Shem Tov, Reborchel said that Chag HaShavuos is greater than Rosh Hashanah. How so? She'im Rosh Hashanah danim al hagashmi yushal Hashanah. That on Rosh Hashanah we're judged for the physical things that we need during the year. Health, parnasa physical blessings. Uma erech yesh le'inyonim hagashem im yihiyu ma'ad yoser o pachos. And when it comes to physical things, if you have a little more or a little less, so, so to speak, what's the big deal? You could say it's a very big deal, right? But he is saying in comparison to the following. Hare shavuos hu yom hadin haruchni. Shavuos is the ruchniistic yom hadin. It's what's going to come our way spiritually in the coming year. Shabo kovi meskol hashana. Very powerful statement. That the ruchnias of a person for the entire coming year is laid down on Shavuos. That's a tremendous chiddush. That on Rosh Hashanah we have judgment for physical things 
and on Shavuos, because it's based on Matan Torah, it's a spiritual gezerah that's coming down, what will be our, our spiritual, you might say, chart of growth, pool of growth, potential for the coming year? And he brings this down from an early also Makubal and great tzaddik, his name is Rabbi Yaakov Kapol, Besiduro, and he has a sitter with all types of Kabbalistic kavanos and intentions. So he writes the following thing. Aha, Amru chazal, on that which the Chachamim said, Ba'atseres nidunin al peros ha'ilam. An shavuos were judged for the fruits of the tree. Now that's the chazal in the Gemara, Gemara Shoshana. The Gemara says, it's actually a Mishnah, that on each yomtif of the Sholosh Regalim and Rosh Hashanah were judged on something different. So on Pesach, which we just concluded, we were judged on tavua, grain, wheat. On Shavuos, we're judged on peros ha'ilan, the fruits of the tree. On Sukkot, we're judged al hamayim, we're judged for water. And on Rosh Hashanah, we're judged for our life, chayim or, chayim or, or not, So focusing in on that one statement of Chazal, as far as Shavuos goes, what does it mean that we're judged on the fruits of the tree? Well, of course, the Pshad is just as it says. But there's a deeper meaning. Ha'ilan romes l'kud shabarichu. The tree itself is a remes to Hashem, kiviyachal. Ilona ravriva, the great all-encompassing tree. Uperos ha'ilan heim neshamos Yisroel. So what are the fruits of the tree? They are the souls of the Jewish people. So the ilan kiviyachal is Hashem, the fruits of God's tree are the neshamos of the Jewish people, peros ha'ilana ravriva, the fruits of that mighty tree. So when it says, uba'atzeres nidunim neshamos Yisroel al haruchniyash al hashana, that we're judged on shavuos for the fruits of the tree, that means our neshamos, which is our spiritual self, is judged for the coming year. So that's the remez of on Shavuos we're judged for the fruits of the tree. It means our neshamos. donim al hamazon hagashmi. On Rosh Hashanah we're judged for physical sustenance and parnasa and those kinds of things. Ubi Shavuos donim al hamazon haruchni. Whereas on Shavuos we are judged for spiritual sustenance. Mazon haruchni. So that's to say there's a certain pool of Ruchnius which is set down in Shemayim based on our experiencing of Chag HaShavuot, Zaman Matan Torah Seinim, and that is open now for the rest of the year. It opens our Neshamos up for the rest of the year, meaning from one Shavuot to the other, regarding our spiritual life. Right, so two um, important points that he's bringing out. One is the extensive preparation that Shavuos requires, and that's the weeks of Svira Saomer and the seven weeks of Tikkun Hamidos. And the second is that Shavuos is a time of a spiritual potential being set forth in Shemayim, 
and our neshamas are being judged for their spiritual potential for the rest of the year. And that, as I mentioned, is a very chiddushdika idea. You don't use, I haven't seen that in other places. Okay, now, having that in mind, he says something in the next paragraph, paragraph which I feel is extremely relevant, especially for people of our times. Vihine yesh din al ha'over v'yesh din shadanim al ha'asid. There is one kind of din, which is the din for the past, and what we did, and being judged on what we did. And there's another din, which means a din of the future. So what does that mean? Valderach di Isa betoldos Yaakov Yosef. As it says in the Sefer, toldos Yaakov Yosef. He was one of the great Talmudim of the Baal Shem Tov. That's Rabbi Yaakov Yosef of Polnoy. I think it's P-O-L-N-O-Y, approximately, maybe N-O-Y-E. Rabbi Yaakov Yosef of Polnoy. When the Baal Shem Tov passed away, there was some discussion as to who would be the next leader. And one of the people, one of the great tzaddikim who was a possibility for that was Rabbi Yaakov Yosef of Polnoy. Ultimately, it was the Magid of Mezerich who became the next leader. But Rabbi Yaakov Yosef of Polnoy was that great that it was possible he would carry on the leadership of Hasidus. The reason this particular sefer is, um, I should say, one of the reasons this particular sefer is so important, it was the very first Sefer HaChasidus ever written, the very first one. And he quotes the Baal Shem Tov extensively. In the Toldos Yaakov Yosef, it's like time, paragraph after paragraph, he's quoting in the things in the name of, of his Rebbe, the Baal Shem Tov. So it's a very Yesodistic Sefer in Hasidus and, of course, in general. And this is what he says there, Rabbi Yaakov Yosef of Ponoi. The Maimur Chazal, Shlosha Sefarim Niftachim Barosh Hashanah. Now, going back to Rosh Hashanah, it says, the Chachamim say, there are three books which are open on Rosh Hashanah. Echad Shal Rishayim Gemurin. One is of those who are wicked. Vechad Shal Tzadikim Gemurin. The other is for those who are Tzadikim, complete Tzadikim. Vechad Shal Beinonim. And one is for those who are somewhere in between. And we know that we have that period of time during the Aseris Yimei if the judge, if the dean was not good on Rosh Hashanah, that we can do tshuva and hopefully be written in the Book of Life on Yom Kippur. Or if the dean is in is in being held in in suspen, suspension, then we can do tshuva during the Aseris Yimei and be written in amongst the tzaddikim. But those are the three books that are, writ, are written. Rishoim, Tzadikim, and Benonim. Now, usually we think about that as far as the dean of the Ovar, the past year. What did I do last year? How can I improve myself from what I did last year? Those kinds of thoughts in Cheshbonos. Now, he wants to say that in addition to that, there's the same three books that are written which has to do with the future. The Hakavana, Sheposchim Es Hasforim, Lifnei Kol Yehudi. So the Toldos Yaakov Yosef says that up there in Shemayim, 
they open up these three books for each and every Jew. Va'omrim lo, and they say to each one of us, Shabiyado habereira, it is your choice, it's in your hand, lahachlit efo lichtov esatzmo, to decide where do you want to be written? What's your choice? Where do you want to place yourself? Vahu alpi ma shabiritsono lihisnaheg bishono hechadasha. And this has to do with what a person chooses to do. What do I want to be in the coming year? Not who I was, but what do I aspire to be? And based on that, the deen will be written. Do we want to be written amongst those who are completely righteous? Who give themselves over completely to God? Or the other way around? And based on this, his deen is written. So based on that concept from the Toldos Yaakov Yosef, which he states by Rosh Hashanah, the Nesiva Shalom says the same thing applies here by Shavuos. It's a choice of who do I want to be? What do we desire, what do we strive to be like. Hainu Masha Makabil Alav Lahaba, that which we accept upon ourselves to be from this point and onward. From this point and onward. Yes, Mrs. Fran, please. Are we judged then on the choice we make and then if we don't live up to it? In other words, let's say we aspire to that higher place and yet we don't live that out, right? So I'm not sure you know, how that plays itself out over the course of the year. There's some kind of a combination here of the Dean of the Ovar and the Dean of the Yasi. So when the next year you know, comes around, just in terms of maybe the Dean part of it, perhaps there's a look at it that, well, we wanted to be such and such, but we really weren't such and such. That becomes part of the Dean of the Ovar of the, of the next year. But how that projects into the future, I don't know. Like, does Hashem give us the whole year to try and achieve what we wanted to become? Or is there a certain point in there where he says, well, you said you were going to be, but it's not happening, which I think would scare all of us because who lives up to their aspirations in full? Probably nobody. So I'm not sure where that comes out. Not sure. It's a, a very much um, of a present tense type of machshava and idea that Hashem looks at us and sees what we desire to be and then lays down the deen. Where it goes from that, He doesn't illuminate that, and I really don't know. Yeah, please, Regina. Postkina. It's a very similar idea, very similar idea. What a person 
wants to do, Hashem will open up that way for them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think that when it comes to something like this, both Rosh Hashanah related and Shavuos related, that the idea is that because it's Yom Tif and it's a special time for us, that we, we reach a certain clarity of thought on these days. It's Yom Tif, we're kind of separated out from the world. We're concentrating very strongly on Yom Tif things and Klal Yisrael things, personal things. And we sometimes are zocha to a certain level of a vision on those days that we may not necessarily be blessed with other times of the year. And in the midst of that vision that we have and we kind of latch on to something, this is who I really want to be. And the truth is, that's really us. That's the, the yid inside of us that's really calling out to what every Jewish neshama wants to become. So perhaps Hashem is looking at us and saying, did we get to that moment of clarity where we, we got back in touch with the true desire, the true spiritual desire of what a Jew wants to be? And then based on that, when Hashem sees that, He grants us another year of life. That's just a thought on my part. Maybe that opens it up a little bit. Okay, yes, please, Debbie. No. Okay, that's why I'm wondering how it's going to come out while I'm making a cheesecake and, you know... For sure. <laughs> you know, what you're trying to you know how it's coming out. Yeah. And why your brain is like that mm-hmm. and you're focused and you're thinking. Mm-hmm. On Shavuos, I think here's the idea. I think this is the idea. It's an excellent yeah. question. <laughs> what was that? The men get to sit and learn. Right, the men learn. Hopefully it carries over to the wives as well. But I think here's the idea, and this, this question that Debbie is raising is a broader question as well. We don't have a mitzvah hayom on Shavuos, there's no shofar, there's no matzah, there's no sukkah. Shavuos is just really yom tif. And on Shavuos, what is therefore the, the central theme of it? So, of course, it's Zaman Matan Torah Seinu, that's what it's called. But I believe I saw one, where, one time somewhere that on Shavuos the Yom Tif is just being. It's being in Yom Tif. That we don't want to take that time of Kabbalah Satora and attach it to one specific mitzvah because that ties it down too much. It's all of Torah. And it's simply being as a Jew on Yom Tif and reaching that level of appreciation of being. Like happy to be a Jew, happy to have our chalik in Torah. I think I mentioned that great story to you before from the Piyasetzna Rebbe, Zetzal, who perished in the Warsaw Ghetto. And his notes, you know, were found later on. They made it into a sefer called Eish Kodesh. But before that time as well, he wrote a great deal. He had many Talmudim. 
And they found a diary which he wrote. And he has on his 40th birthday an entry into his diary. And he says, what do I want on my 40th birthday? What am I aspiring to? He says, is it Torah? And then he writes, Kimidumani, it appears to me that I learn as much as I possibly can. I'm sure that was a tremendous amount. Says, is it being misgaber on my Hara? <clears throat> Overcoming my Hara? So he says also, Kimidumani, it appears to me that I do that as much as I'm possibly able. So therefore, what is it that I'm striving for? What do I want on this 40th birthday? So he says, Sazain Ayid. I want to be a Jew. I want to be a Jew. I think that's the idea of Shavuos. That it's just being in that Yom Tif and reflecting on who we are. And this is a beautiful Yom Tif. Like you said, Debbie, with the eight o'clock and cheesecake, it's just being. And when we're being at that, we're in that place on Yom Tif, on Shavuos, that's the concept of aspiring to the kind of person that we want to be. So that's my machshava. And it's almost, I don't want to say the wrong word, it's almost a distraction to get caught up with a particular mitzvah on Shavuos. On all the other Yom Tovim, that's the funnel through which the Kedusha comes down. But on Shavuos, it's the whole thing. It's the whole Torah. Zaman Matan Torah Seinu. And we want to be omade in that place and appreciate it. Yes, please, Alka. It seems to me that um, it's these 49 days that we, as, as we're learning this, mm-hmm. that this is the time to focus our okay. thoughts and mm-hmm. feelings about who we want to be. And mm-hmm. then, kind of like when Shavuos comes, try to be it. Mm-hmm. So, Great. Um, that it's like the, that's like the preparation. Very nice. That's a really nice thought. Right, so the hachana is, of course, as we're talking about the seven weeks of Shavuos, and the Shavu- of, of Sfira, and the Shavuos says, okay, now let's be that. Very nice thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please, Regina. Well, I, I find the problem with Shavuos is that, first of all, not, not anybody's fault, but it's very, very late. And then as soon as at like 10 o'clock at night, just like, you know, and then run right away. Yeah, yeah, it is. We usually tell our company on the first day of Shavuos to come around 2, 2.30 for lunch, maybe 3, you know. <laughs> so I'll tell you what I think about that, Regina. First of all, I mean, everybody in the room is nodding as you're talking now. 
It's a very, a very much uh, well-experienced mitzvah that you're talking about. Everybody feels that, in particular to women who, who are running the house, you know, so that change of schedule has a strong effect. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So my thought on that is that I find in general that Yom Tif pushes you out of your normal routine. Any Yom Tif, to one extent or another. Like, it, it's, it's not like Yom Tif is just smooth. Shabbos can be like that. It can be. It's a little more scheduled. It's not always like that either, but it can be. Yom Tif is a push. It's a push. And there's always something about it that makes us be different, act different, different times, different uh, mitzvahs. And I think that really is the idea, that we're, we're supposed to be a little bit out of our comfort zone, even though it's simchas yamtiv, so we don't want it to get to us too much. But I always felt like the Torah and the Chachamim are saying to us, grow. You have to be different on this day. It's not, in, it's not another day. It is, and Shavuos even more so. Right. Pesach too, with its... Right. So I, I think there's something in there that it's not just according to schedule, that we are really being moved around. Hashem is moving us around. It, it, try over here, you know. You thought one, well, it, it's three, right? You thought sleeping was like this, well, sleeping is like that. So... And then we have to take that and, you know, incorporate that into ourselves. I think that's, that's how it strikes me. So you have to think about that when you're going through this experience. Yeah, yeah. It's like an openness to change, and, and we have a strong resistance to that. Yeah, please, Mira. I have two questions. Yeah. Very nice, nice so, idea. So the next generation on the block, they'll have to take it over, right? That's a nice suggestion. Yeah. Thank you, Mira. Yeah. The other question mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you is earlier in this year, like um, Hashem is compared to 
Ilana Brava, like Brava, right. Brava, Brava, right. right. Now, that's an amazing idea. Like, how can Hashem possibly be compared to a tree? Right, as always, it doesn't really mean that. It's just Baderach Mashal, so it's Kiviyachal. And the meaning of the Mashal is that it's, he's all encompassing. So all of our neshamos are the peros of that Elon. Hashem is Kiviyachal, the Elon. He encompasses and contains all of our neshamas. It's not that our neshamas are a part of God, they're not. Our, Hashem has no parts, but they are a creation of Hashem. And he, in his in, in, infinity, he encompasses all of that, all the Yiddish neshamas. So it, it's not meant to be like God is this, because we never can say that about a Kaddish Baruch Hu. I think that's the meaning of the marshal. That God contains, he contains, encompasses all Yiddish and Neshamas. They all come from the same source. And that's the tree. But it doesn't mean that our Neshamas are a part of God, like fruit is a part of a tree. Because a Neshama is a Bria, it's a creation. And Hashem is not a creation, He's the Creator. Yeah, you have to make, always have to make those Tilukim based on the Yesodos of our Amuna. Like, we know what it cannot mean. We know that we cannot say that God's a tree. You know, even if we say it's the largest and greatest tree, we can't say that. We know that we cannot say our Nishamas are part of God. That's against the Yesodos of our Amuna. So, based on what we cannot say, then we have to look at the Mashal and say, okay, what does it mean? And that's the idea that all Yiddish and Neshamos come from the same source, and Hashem encompasses all of that. Esther, you had a comment, please. Um, I guess, without sounding crazily idealistic, um, what I found helpful over Pesach, when I was feeling overburdened and put upon, um, you felt that way?
Very helpful because it really often helps when we're in the midst of feeling a certain way if we remember what we're doing. Like just kind of refocusing for a minute about what the yamtiv is about and why we are working so hard. I think that is helpful. Okay, so I'm going to stop here. I have to stop a drop early. And I wanted to just add one uh, comment onto this because his idea here that Shavuos is about the Deen Ha'asi, what do I want to be? What would I want to become? I find that a thought of tremendous hope because people often, we become either sidetracked or we get down based on, oh, you know, what did we do? And I could have done so much better. And sometimes we fall into that. But if it's related to what I want to be, right, it's a very hopeful place. And the idea that the Torah comes down and we're thinking about what we'd like to be and Hashem is looking at that, to me that gives me a big you know, charge of energy and hope and a very positive uh, feeling about the Yom Tif. Let's have a great week, everybody. So I have to stop a little earlier. Bishrat Hashem, we'll see you next week. Take care. No, different mimer next week. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Gil, for figuring that out. Thank you.